1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. Up to 45 percent off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
0: What are you doing, Wagner?
2: Indeed, that's what we're doing. What are you doing, Wagner? What are we kind of color outside the lines? Look around <coughs> the world. Not just the sports world, but remember, Mark, way back when we started this show at 11 o'clock and we started talking about John Lester and buying Mm -hmm. John's tab is the weekend phrase. You buy a Miller Lite at basically four places at Russian Division. (laughs) That's where John's living out sexual perversity in Chicago. He's doing about last night at Russian Division. Pop Smith, Chicago, The Lodge, uh, Butch McGuire's shenanigans. He'll buy your first Miller Lite. And he did that yesterday. He just tweeted out. The, he said, the tweet says, great start yesterday. 695 Miller Lite served so far. Appreciate you all coming out. Let's keep it going. So he ran four tabs, printouts of four tabs. And the amount of, say it was... 2280 at shenanigans for the number of Miller Lights bought. So I love what he's doing. What number did he wear, Mark? What number did John Lester wear that the Cubs might retire? Who knows? What number? Is oh, my number God.
3: I'm having a block. My brain. Well, I know. I always um, do that. He wore,
2: he wore number 34.
3: He t- <laughs> Yes, he did. That's what he's tipping.
2: <laughs> That's Perfect. the percentage he's tipping. So on this 2280 tab at Shenanigans he's tipping 775 dollars. Oh. And he's doing it at all those places he's tipping 34%. That's great. So he's getting whatever Miller Lite's doing, Miller Lite's getting their money's worth out of this kind of stunt and he's and if you can get into any of the bars, Shenanigans, the Lodge, uh, Butch Maguire's or Hopsmith Tavern, um, John and Lester will buy you a beer. If buy you your first Miller Lite, if they if the city and the state let you in. So, anyways, uh, that's, that's fantastic. That. I want to
3: update that. Yeah. Um, I need to uh, address a, a quick text here during oh, this. Okay. Uh, what are you doing, Wagner? Because it just it just got me thinking here. Oh. The we hate was right happens. at the top. Right. I know. I know. Right at the top of the text line. If you'd like to follow along on your side, Steve, from the two six zero, this person says. The same way I was happy for Sale when he escaped the Sox dysfunction, I will be happy for Han when he flees to the Northsiders or wherever. And then I thought, hmm, Theo Epstein's not long for the Cubs job, is he? He might Ooh. be gone after a year. Wow, what a move that would be. I mean, and Rick Han would probably be the type of guy the, the Cubs would would want, right? So well, I, know, I like if, that. That's a great if, tweet or text. If—
2: yeah, if Jed Hoyer ascends to Theo's job, then Jed's job will be open and Rick certainly has uh, experience as GM and now is titular GM, so he's certainly well suited for that. And yeah. uh, that's where we are. So we lost a legend. James Bond died. I did not yeah. think James Bond was allowed to die. Right. Sean Connery passed die. away. He was he was ninety. His family reported he was, the uh, Scotsman passed away in the Bahamas. And um, it's he was James Bond. He will always be James Bond. He was the best James Bond. And he did, he had a movie arc whereby <clears throat> at different points in time, he, you could start with <clears throat> James Bond and you could end with Henry Jones, Sr. from the Last Crusade Indiana Jones and Alaska Junior and he would be that guy yelling at Harrison Ford and it was that a classic just a classic um, pairing and such a well written movie so well suited to the the characters and certainly the actors involved and, um, and he was also Jimmy Malone in the untouchables and gave us this. You said you wanted to know how to get Capone.
0: Do you really want to get him? You see what I'm saying? What are you prepared to do? Everything
2: within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? If you open the ball on these people, Mr. Nash, you must be prepared to go all the way, because they won't give up the fight. Until one of you is dead. I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him.
3: You want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife. You pull a gun.
0: He sends one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone.
2: That's Ooh, the Chicago goosebumps. way. Yeah, that's it. That talking to Kevin Costner as Elliot Ness and the Untouchables. That's the Chicago way. So the. You know the what my hard. favorite. Yeah. My favorite
3: Sean Con- Connery moment is Daryl Hammond as him <laughs> on Celebrity so I... Jeopardy. The day yeah, is mine, Trebek. You'll uh, rule the day.
2: Right. Yeah, that's it. Your mother, Trebek, and the penis mightier.
3: No, that's the pen is mightier.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. All you have that. to do is write the number four down, and you will win the game. <laughs> <laughs> I slept with right, your mother, so, Trebek.
2: Your favorite—this has to be divided up into different ways. And I, uh, your favorite, Sean—your Con- favorite Bond movie with Sean Connery. Do
3: you have one? Yeah, I'm not a huge Bond fan, so I would have to. Okay. Receive? Did he do? Um, did he do Octopussy? Did not. Oh, Okay. Did not. Um, so, I'm gonna have to let you take the lead on this one
2: All right I w- mine was Goldfinger for an awful lot of reasons because of because Jill Masterson, the character Shirley Eaton was the one who would become the she's a bond girl and she would she would be the gold woman. Um, the song was certainly you know, Shirley Bassey's rendition of Goldfinger <clears throat> and that image of the woman, Encased in gold, as a nine-year—I uh, was a nine-year-old boy—you can imagine. Plus, <clears throat> the name of one of the characters played by Honor Blackman, a name that I don't feel safe saying on the radio right now. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, the last name that. was yep. Galore. I'm uh-huh. certainly not going to say her first name. Thank so you. So that was an attractive part, and then. Gert Frobe as Goldfinger himself, and some of the. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mister Bond. I expect you to die, and that was <laughs> one of the lines of dialogue. That's awesome. Also, it featured, in a largely, soundless role, Harold Sakata as Oddjob, one of the all-time, great. <sighs> yes. You know, great, villains. The guy who played Oddjob was a silver medalist weightlifter, and he had this very unique way of <clears throat> of moving. And there, the true story is that there's he was apparently badly burned when filming his death scene, the real death scene, in which Oddjob is electrocuted by Bond. However, he was so into the role and such a disciplined athlete, he kept holding on to Oddjob's hat, that killer hat, with such nice. determination until the director said, Cut. He's one of the all time great characters. Odd job. So I'm there with Goldfinger.
3: Nice. There is um, a texture weighing in. Here's a pretty good one from the 708 The Rock. Mm-hmm. That's a good Sean. Welcome to The Rock.
2: Yeah. So do you have a favorite Connery movie? Favorite Sean? If, if we don't have to limit it to Bond because there's an arc here I want to get to.
3: Um. I'd probably go with either The Rock or his role in as father of Indiana. Oh, Indiana, come here. What do you need, <laughs> father? I don't have time right now. We don't get along. Um, I, I really did enjoy that. You're right, because that was like the perfect matchup. Like whoever did casting – for that yep. was, like, they were, that was smart. I mean, perfect. Like, the compliment that he was to Harrison Ford was was great. So, yeah, I would probably, I'm, I'm probably missing some movies, but I would go with those two. What about you?
2: Yeah, I have, I have a I I, I loved him in, in so many things, and including that, um, in the, the Junior, you were dumb enough to bring my book with you. Junior! That was a great scene. So the one movie that that always seems to get overlooked, and it was not a big movie at all, but Mm -hmm. it's so spectacular in my world, is The Man Who Would Be King. He co-stars with Michael Caine, and it's a Rudyard Kipling story. And it's such a phenomenal story, the kind that Kipling would write, and the way it's told. I don't want to ruin it for anybody it was just a a terrific thing the Rudyard Kipling played and voiced by Christopher Plummer it was directed by John Houston but Sean Connery and Michael Caine as two as as two British Army officers going rogue in British India and the way they end up in this country seemingly the men who would be king or God's and it's just a great movie. It, it was, it was a small little movie. Came out in the mid '70s, and I just adore because there was a rule. That's I think when the rule became official that Michael Caine has to be in every movie ever made,
3: and, <laughs> and that I think was the first one. He was just. Here's great. another one. Um, now, now I've got the filmography open, but The Hunt for Red October was. Yeah, the
2: Scottish guy playing a Russian sub captain. <laughs> Oops. I
3: hadn't thought about that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the League of Extraordinary
0: Gentlemen. Yeah. A caller wanted Us to mention entrapment. Don't
2: oh remember. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I Dragonheart. just. Dragonheart. I mean, you could keep going. He made movies better. He was in good movies. He made he made them better. You enjoy watching somebody. He was, in and that's how. I mean, that's a movie star. Where you go to yes. watch this guy be this guy? The fact yes. that he was the Russian sub captain with a Scottish accent, but he didn't care, cause he's a movie star. You went to see Sean Connery. I do you think, think that I they just go- like
3: get like the directors just gave up? They're like, all right, this is this Russian accent, it's not working out. Just just let him do the Scottish thing, whatever. We'll explain it on the press junket. Just it's <laughs> not working
2: it's on the not press working. junket. Yeah. Okay, that'll be that. Um, so, anyways, that was that. Was, I did not want us to miss the Sean Connery. It's just that's a damn, damn shame. The um, ninety, though. Wow. Yep. The there was a something going around Twitter, and it was the question was, and I saw it flashed by NHL Nosebleed. He tweeted it out. Name a NHL player you were convinced would turn out to be a superstar, but never panned out. So former NHL goalie Andrew Rayco- Raycroft tweeted out, "Andrew Raycroft." <laughs> <He> tweeted <laughs> out his own name. <laughs> hey man, who's watching out
3: for him if he's not watching out? For there
2: him? you go. That's. That is deluxe, as as Mark Gonzalez would say. That is just deluxe. Absolutely. Um, this is a this is quite the Philadelphia story. You know, there's, there's metal and wooden, like you see them on de- streets or detoured or being dug up or you're you're being blocked off. And they're not the orange. They're usually a, with orange um, barrels, but these are they're hanging signs. Detour the signs where it is. So this apparently was was in Philly and on the back of it it said I bleep you for bleeping us out of a bike lane. And that's what it said on one on two of the panels. Next to it was written hi we are making you a new bike lane. <laughs> And <laughs> next wow. to that was bleep. I was drunk. Sorry, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> there, mess then, with bikers, you know, man. Bikers but are mean that's people. A, right, but that's a Philadelphia story in three acts. They would they would tell you that was just perfect. So perfect. So good. Um, we have to. I want to extend this before we get to the um, the candy part of. What are you doing Wagner so before we go to break um, Clayton Kershaw of the world champion Dodgers and Cody Bellinger of the world champion Dodgers made a TV appearance they were on with Jimmy Kimmel they were all zoomed in and I love Jimmy Kimmel and I love him asking this question of the two baseball players
0: was it easier to win a World Series where the other team wasn't cheating?
3: <laughs> uh, well, I guess so. Won. It to
0: I'd say so.
2: Kershaw <laughs> and Bellinger Excellent. lose it. Isn't that great?
3: Was it easier oh, to win when the other team's
2: not cheating? By the way, um, Stevie
3: Sunshine, I, I've been meaning to ask you about that because I know you're not a fanboy, but you grew up a Dodgers fan, right? I did not. I hated the Dodgers. Oh, you didn't?
2: I was, a Willie, I was a Willie Mays fan, grew up loving Willie Mays. It was because I was the best player I'd ever seen as a, as huh. a kid at 8, 9, 10. It's like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. So Willie Mays would hit 52 home runs, and the Dodgers would score seven runs a week, and Koufax and Drysdale and Osteen would make it stand up, and they go to the World Series. I never got to see Willie Mays in a World Series when he was Willie Mays. And, you know, the 73 version was like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to think about that. So Mays would hit all those home runs and the, the Doyers would go to the World Series or the Cardinals would. I just never got, so I hated, I hated the Doyers. But I loved Dodger Stadium. I loved Doyer Dogs. And, and it was a great place to go. And we would go and pay a dollar and sit at the top of the general admission, the top deck. And we sat on the top row of the top deck because it was closer to the concession stand. So I could, I could, I could get my Dodger dogs. I was a beach ball with arms. And those, go do your that, dogs. That
3: explains. Would... Yeah. Same. Yeah. That, that... <laughs>
1: I, I don't want to, yeah, yeah, I...
3: I, I, I was not a huge fan of the Dodger dogs, but I don't want to denigrate them. But I, I mean, I had them because they would always give them to us when we were, sure. when I was there on the Cubs tour. But, so now that explains a lot. Like I guess I didn't realize you hated the Dodgers, and that makes sense now that the diva was not influenced by you, and that she's a great Cubs fan. So okay, well this she is she the,
2: she yeah. grew up here, and there were a lot of Chicago oh, ties. No, the uh, pangs to uh, Chicago were that way. Yeah, so she moved she moved here. She was 18 months. No,
3: I understand that, but oftentimes it doesn't matter. Like it's oftentimes it is oh. the parents' influence, right, that you root for a team. And I get it. She the diva was raised around here, but it also helps that. Stevie sunshine didn't have an allegiance. So you didn't have an allegiance, you just had a Willie Mays allegiance, huh?
2: I had a Willie Mays allegiance and I just didn't, it wasn't, it was based on what I saw. And, and here I didn't, we, we weren't really, we weren't cub fans and I didn't tell her to be a cub fan or, or do right. anything. It was just, it was, I rooted for the story. They knew me as sure. the dad writing columnists and writing stuff in the newspaper, rooting for yeah. the story. Uh-huh. And, I mean, Look, you you were with the Cubs. You saw how long it would be. That what a great story would be if they won. If they won. If they won. So that was the recurring story. It's all
3: I cared about. It's all I cared yeah. about.
2: Right. And that's that. That was the great story. So she she did the diva did that on her own. Plus, her working in L.A. and in the entertainment industry, so There are a lot of, lot a lot a lot of, Chicagoans out there. A lot of Cub fans out there. And so she's. Um, she has the currency to speak to and with them about that, to the point where I get taxed like, "What is Lester doing?" I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm I, go ask him yourself. So, well, we'll take a break. We have one more piece of what are you doing, Wagner, to get to? It will involve the voice echoing the beach ball with arms that you heard recount from the I'm Fat podcast, because it's Halloween and we need to discuss candy and there are power rankings out so we will and that will hearken a hearken to a podcast that mark grody did hmm. right yeah
3: let me put a yeah. list together man
2: yeah yeah and yeah and now somebody did put a list together you put a list together we'll compare lists great all right okay On Saturday, second Chicago Sports Radio six seventy The Score.
0: Do you have an opinion on that? I never like
2: candy. I think it's just awful. I think candy corn's awful. You know, it's like fruitcake. You know, there's a reason they only serve serve fruitcake once a year because it's awful. There's a reason they only serve mint juleps once a year because they're awful. And there's a reason they only serve candy corn once a year because it's awful. Now that does beg the question: why they serve it at all? But um, anyway, that's my opinion.
1: When was your last
0: encounter with candy corn? Do you, do you oh, it sometime
2: when I was a kid, and you eat it by the handfuls because that's all that's left, and you get sick. Mike Leach. Mike Leach talking about candy corn. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Dead wrong. He's dead
3: wrong? Oh, I love candy. Why is everybody... Why is there, there's, a, there's a bully mentality when it comes to candy corn, man. Everybody's bullying candy corn. I don't get it. Poor candy corn needs a little protection, a little defense. I don't understand. I love candy. I, re, I truly do. I love candy it's, corn.
2: It's orange, white, and yellow paraffin. Why would you eat
3: paraffin? I don't know. Is it the texture that people don't like? Is that... Because it does have a unique texture, I will say that. I mean, it, it's... It is different, I suppose. are
2: we are blessed to be produced by half of the I'm Fat podcast. Rick
3: Camp, your candy corn thoughts. Real quick, before we get to you, Rick, let me just give a little bit of Cubs breaking news per the deluxe Mark Gonzalez. um, He writes, no surprise, Cubs pick up the option on Anthony Rizzo. They give Descalso a buyout. There it is.
2: Yeah, what was your favorite moment of the Daniel Descalso era? (laughs)
3: Well, remember when right he actually
2: started with the Cubs, he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. Daniel the Escalzo, the, the candy corn of Cubs utility. Now, I'll players. give the
3: unfunny answer. The unfunny answer is that when he first started with the Cubs, he was really good for like three weeks, and then it just fell off the cliff. Okay, so,
2: Rick, candy corn? Trash. All right, here we go.
0: Period. Another bully. Another
2: bully. So, Mark, you and. You and your are pro- on the podcast, let me put a list together, did this recently. So you made a list Have you argued about your top right, your top ten was it candy bars or just ho- or Halloween candies.
3: I forgot. No, nah, in I'm this old. case, yeah, it was it was candy bars in this okay. case. So and then we did top nine just because, you know, we're unique and different. Our lists are right. different. So Honestly. Our list go to right. nine. So we we did that and it's yeah, let me put a list together. I'll tell you of like my top three and then you'll you could listen for the rest, but you don't need the whole list right now anyway. My okay. my top three always have been and probably always will be, um, really in any order, I suppose. Twix, um, Kit Kat and Nestle Crunch. And those are probably my favorite candies too. So it's like oh Halloween candies for that matter. So Oh
2: my god, my same what? three. different order. Really? Cats. Kit, Kit Kats are number Yeah. I grew oh, I wow. ate Crunch as a kid. The the one that would be and I guess it counts as a candy bar, the one that would be tied for 3 would be Mounds because of the dark chocolate and the
3: coconut. But Jean yeah. Grody, Jean Grody is, that's her number 1. You guys are again I would, again, some I would have to cult. fight
2: her. Would I have to for fight for, for the, for the mounds, mountains?
3: absolutely. That oh, is her. That's her fave, that. man. Yep,
0: enjoy those. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: I will, I yeah, now fight, now back Rick. to Rick Camp. Now for the real answers.
0: Here's Rick. All right, Camp. top
2: three candy bars, Rick, and then we'll get to the Halloween candy rankings.
0: Uh, I'm with you guys on two of your three. I'm with you on Kit Kat. I actually prefer the uh, the big cat. One where it's like, instead of it being a few different pieces next to each other when it's piled on top of itself, Mm -hmm. like the the king size ones are just like one big row now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The texture, the texture goes to 10 when you do that. Oh, my Uh, God. I
3: forgot about those. So that's my
0: that's my three. Two is Twix. And you guys didn't even have my number one. Hundred Grand is the best candy bar known to man. You get Caramel. You get the crunch like a Nestle Crunch. Yeah, I mean it's it's got everything you could want in there, and it leaves out the worst element of candy ever, which is peanut candy butter. Horn.
3: Peanut butter. Okay. Well,
0: that mm. I'm with you on this. the
3: peanut butter, man.
2: I yeah, am with you. To dominate peanut
0: butter it. sucks.
3: It takes we, over. It takes over. Like there is no like you put peanut butter in anything, and that's the show. The whole show gets stolen by the <laughs> peanut butter, and that's not good.
2: It's not good. There's no nuance
3: with peanut butter. No. There's
2: no nuance. Yeah, it, can it's
0: be... it's terrible on sandwiches. It's terrible by itself. It's terrible in candy. I disagree well, with us. the peanut
3: butter and jelly factor. I do like peanut butter and jelly yes. a lot, but in my chocolate, in my ice cream, in my candy bars, eh.
2: The website 538 presented its ultimate Halloween candy power rankings. So there's no sense going from the bottom, although number 19 on this list is Skittles. The original Skittles.
0: Okay. And actually the mean. very bottom is number 86, Good and Plenty.
2: Yeah.
3: It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> as long as we're not talking about the yellow and orange Skittles, we're good. Yeah, or right. green. Eight,
2: I might Pretty well much just the red and the
3: purple. Bottom yeah. Uh,
2: 18 is Milky Way, simply caramel. 17 is Rolo. 16 is Crunch, our beloved Crunch. Yeah, 15 is M and M's. I love M and M's. I just OD on M and M's. That this so 15 good. is too low. And Rick's gonna fight about this. Number 14 is a hundred grand bar. Great value. 13. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we traded down to get a hundred grand bar. Thirteen is Starburst. Number twelve is Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers shouldn't be ahead of anything. I just there's no there there. Eleven is Peanut M&Ms. So that now we get to the top ten of the 538 Ultimate Halloween Candy rankings. And I think the the, the reason the the Halloween part's important here is you know you have all the minis and different sizes and different things. That people, so it's not just a candy bar. It's all manner of candy. Number ten, Butterfinger. Is Butterfinger a top ten thing for you guys? No. It used to be my as nope, a kid. No. Not for me one either. I, I just
3: it it it's too like stick to the stick to your molars. Okay. Yeah. Nine peanut
2: butter M&Ms. Nope. Eight Reese's
3: stuffed with pieces. Nope. Reese's.
0: Too much peanut,
3: peanut butter, butter slant in yeah, this Yeah, Rick list. and I are on the same page when it comes just, to peanut butter. Just so, you yeah. wait.
2: Number we are trading is...
0: down in this on this list consistently, and we are getting all the picks for next year.
2: No, <laughs> you're getting all the candy. Number seven is Milky Way on 538s. Ultimate Too much
3: nougat. Too much nougat.
2: Okay. Number six is Reese's Pieces. There it is. is that okay. Number five is Snickers. I, I okay. don't know that that's a top five candy bar, a candy, or ultimate. I don't, it's just, no, I'm sorry. Okay, four is Kit Kat. Obviously, Bingo. that's way too. Uh, number three is Twix. Number two uh, on the 538 Ultimate Halloween Candy Rankings is Reese's Miniatures, and number one is Reese's Peanut Butter Cup.
3: People love Reese's peanut butter cups, man. They, I mean, when I we did our list, that was the feedback. Everybody loves the Reese's. I, I mean, I don't not like it. Like, I will have them, but it's not my. Would not come in my first five choices.
0: See, I love that other people like it because it leaves the actual good stuff for me.
3: Yep. <laughs> right. There are six of the top ten that involve,
2: including Butterfinger as some kind of peanut butter. <clears throat>
3: tangent that it is some Let me kind ask of you this connected the, tissue there's six of these top ten are peanut. I, honest question is there a difference between the Nestle crunch bar and the crunch bars no I think that's what it is
2: I think that is Nestle's crunch what's is there, there's like those. oh no the I small missing? ones uh,
0: it's the same thing they are okay can yeah. I give my my best value on this list
2: yeah I assumed it's a hundred thousand dollar bar at 14.
0: I mean that is a good one, but I'm thinking one that I would I would be happy to get that's lowest on this list is number seventy five caramel apple pops. Those are I only crave them around this time of year, but oh. I will get one bag of those a year and they will last a while, but they're just really damn good and you just gotta be careful of getting caramel stuck in your teeth. Rick, oh, I, I'm I sorry.
3: Really,
0: I wonder about I your need
2: credibility, to... if it if, if it's one thing. If it's one bag, that will last a while. I really question your credibility. I didn't say
0: it was the only candy I had. I just said it's the only (laughs) bag of those I have. All right. Because tomorrow is a fat holiday. Really? (laughs) Yeah, the day after Halloween, you get clearance candy. (laughs) (laughs) The day after Valentine's Day, the day after Halloween, those are two holidays on the fat calendar because all the leftover candy goes on clearance.
3: It's okay. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, by the way, I I, yeah. I need to, um, the, it's the Crackle, the Crackle bar that I meant to oh. ask, is that the same as the Nestle Crunch? That's the one. Thank you to the texture. There's a bunch of textures throwing that out there, or at least a couple.
0: The rice um, is just slightly longer on the Crackle. Really? Okay. I think okay.
3: they're two different makers. I think that Crackle
2: copied Crunch.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they're right. All they all are these. two
2: different makers. That's yeah. why I asked, are they the same, you know?
0: But basically, well, crunch yeah.
2: crunches crunches, the classic go with that. Yeah, that's, that's the way we're working in. And so the Rick, you, you realize that the the pandemic has made the fat holiday has, has the fat holiday started a week ago when places like Walgreens and CVS realized they weren't going to sell anything because nobody was going to go trick or treating. It was already two for one. Oh, wow. I picked up two bags of Kit Kat at a CVS two days ago because it was already two for one.
0: Yeah, I always I always like at least once before Halloween going around one store and seeing what all the variety packs are, because Uh there's never one that has all things that you like in it. There's always one thing in that bag that you're like. I'll leave that for other people or like the, I know this person, this person likes this. So I'll act like I'm a good person and was truly thinking of them when really it's just stuff I wouldn't eat myself.
2: And so it's a one candy. You might still buy that bag and throw out the one piece of one candy you don't like, right?
0: It depends on what else is in there. If it's like some of my top notch stuff and let's like, let's say there's four different varieties of things in there. And at least two of them are top-notch for me. One of them is like, yeah, I, I'll eat it. And the other one is just garbage. I'll still so get it.
2: I, my trouble with those bags has always been, let's say, I would buy two or three of them and just empty them into a big bowl. And I could let kids choose. Or because I do have a favorite, and it's Kit Kat. And that was part of these mix, I would make sure they I handed it to them and it wasn't Kit Kat. I wouldn't give them their choice.
3: And I think that's a very mean nice. <laughs> You're like you're like the old man Potter of your block. It's old, old man, old, it's old man Rosenblum. But Don't I go would to do that. that.
2: But that's the thinking <laughs> I would go through is like, all right, we'll buy this variety and they go wait, I'm not gonna give uh, them to their choice. What if they take the one I like? <laughs> Little kids
3: walking away crying from <laughs> Rose.
2: <laughs> I was, yeah. I, I was not it. your friend on Halloween. You
3: once I, called me a wolf,
2: frustrated
3: old man.
0: Have yeah. you guys heard what Spiegel did when back in the day we had the uh, Spiegel and Parkins show party, the ill-fated Spiegel and Parkinson show party? <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: that's the let yeah, right, let's you know let's what, break this I, up. Yeah, I.
0: Yeah. he uh, no. he, he put. I think it was nine different varieties of M&Ms in the same bowl. Oh. And it was he... supposed to be like, a, let's see, you know, let's see which variety you pull out. But for someone like me, where there's a lot of whammies in there, I was not <laughs> a fan of this. <laughs> and so your your chubby hands are both sifting through there. <laughs> Seriously. between For one thing, awful for, for COVID protocols now. If oh we're trying God. to sift through. But also, I'm convinced... The just the terror and the lack of control that that brought out ended the show. That's my theory.
2: <laughs> really? Wow, that's connecting Deep. some dots. Yeah. Okay, the we have a texter suggesting October 30th, Devil's Night. October 31st, Halloween. November 1st, Dawn of the Fats. You down with that, Rick? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, we tried to, to, The
0: thing is, half the people we'd want to cast for that movie are already dead. So.
3: Yeah, all right. Um, Today so, actually is Halloween. Today is the thirty-first. That's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, textures here are weighing in. Pardon the phrase. I didn't mean to say that. Textures here are letting us know that yes, we know Nestle's makes Crunch. Okay, Hershey's makes Crackle, and mm-hmm. so the chocolate's different too. Gotcha. And, um, and so there's a question that. I can't really answer. I'm not a English toffee kind of guy, but score or Heath, Rick, Mark, either of you guys?
0: Heath. Not the why? biggest toffee guy either, so I'll, I'll abstain.
3: So why, Mark? Because it's the only one that, like, sounds familiar to me. I don't really know <laughs> score. <laughs> that is exactly what Heath wants from me. They win. But I'm, I'm with Rick, like I'm a little, to- I think toffee if done right in general in life is really good. I actually had the best toffee I had was last year when I went to London for the Bears. Went to a restaurant, they had a toffee dessert that I had with Gene and Gary, as a matter of fact. So Ooh. I don't know, yeah, toffee is like a, there's like so many other things ahead of toffee before, before I get toffee. So I can't, I, I abstain to
0: Toffee is like a bratwurst where when it's done really well, it's really good. But boy, the uh, Jerry Angelo's floor on it is really low. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to just kind of be handed it like it's just like with a lot of candy. Like there are like I said, I like I like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but I would probably not buy them in the grocery store checkout. I would have the three or four things I would get. But, but if somebody says here, yeah, you want to re- Oh, yeah. Take it. I'll eat it. Same thing with like a Heath bar. If offered it,
0: bullseyes are that it. way too. I never seek out bullseyes, but if I'm handed one, I'm like, Oh, I haven't had one of these in forever. Yes. Right.
3: It's like Bruce Springsteen. I'm not a big fan of Bruce, but if somebody said, Hey, I've got free tickets to see Bruce Springsteen. I, yeah. I'd go see Bruce Springsteen.
0: You're not a true media member then.
3: I know. I take pride in that. That's why I slid that in there. A
2: texture from the six three O says crunch bars remind me of diehard <clears throat> classic. And, more what the the plain, the regular, the original, whatever you want to call it, the Hershey's chocolate bar is outstanding. I am such a big fan of that, the purity, the the clarity of the Hershey's chocolate bar, because I think that's outstanding.
3: I look at that more as an ingredient <laughs> these days, like a s'mores ingredient or ch- melted chocolate you need in some recipe that you have. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't just buy... I don't know how many people just buy like a plain Hershey's bar these days. I mean, they get the one with the almonds or it's used as like I said in a Rick, where do you fall on the Hershey bar?
0: It's really good, but I'm kind of like you. I don't ever get just I understand liking the purity of it. Sure. It's chocolate. Yeah. yeah. But I find myself not getting it. What that what that text made me think of, though, is if the Crunch bar is die hard, does that make Crackle die hard too? <laughs> <laughs> And then they yeah. kind of got yeah. back more towards it when they when they, when everything was with a vengeance and everything. I, I feel like yeah. that's better.
3: I think they went to the Marathon Bar towards the end, actually.
0: That makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah. Remember that? Wow, yeah, that was... Marathon wow. Bar. Is there yeah, a d- that... discernible difference between the Milky Way and the Three Musketeers?
0: Well, there's Carmel.
3: Oh, does one have Carmel and the other one Milky not? Milky Way uh, has Nugget?
0: Carmel. Yeah, Milky Way is essentially a Three Musketeers with caramel.
3: Okay. Thank you. I asked and answer. I could not remember the last time I had either one of those. Thank you, Ray. Right? That like, was, they're yeah. really out of style. They have really fallen right. off the map. My mom
0: two, right? really likes three musketeers when you put them in the freezer. So mm. when I go over there, she'll be like, she'll grab one for herself. And because she's self-conscious, she'll grab one for me, too, knowing that I'm the backstop, that I'm always there for it. So... <laughs>
3: Did your mom ever worry about you, Rick, for doing a podcast called the I'm Fat podcast?
0: I think she kind of gave up on me getting in better shape a while ago. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Cuz my mom would be like, "You really want to do that? You really want to promote
3: that you're, you know, you're doing the I'm Fat podcast?" I mean, oh, my
0: mom, my mom knows that nobody makes more fun of myself than me.
3: Uh-huh. So
0: she so she knows the self-deprecating part is right up my alley. Okay.
3: Well then.
2: Did Jean really voice concern for having heard about the I'm Fact
3: podcast and that we were? No, really I'm funny. saying what she would say if I did uh, a podcast. Similar, Do you really, you, yeah, I don't know if that's good. You know, to promote that, <laughs> you know, you might not be healthy, and you know, you might want to get checked out. I just, I don't know. I have, I talked to your father, and we have concerns about this podcast. So, so excellent. Just wondered, okay. wondered about that. It's like back in the day when I was working in Springfield and. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Never mind.
2: All right. Well, we need to take a break. When we come back, we have a um, really good bite of sound that is um, that touches my heart as a father. And I have not heard this, but I know the play involved. It's all over Twitter. We're going to bring it to you before we, we get out of here on this Halloween day, now that we've had our substantial Halloween evaluation on candy. So... Saturday Suckage, we bring you the hard-hitting stuff. And by the way, one road trip early in my hockey career in Philadelphia, I stayed at the Hershey Hotel, and when you checked in, they they would give you Hershey bars. Mm. They would give you the Hershey candy bars, and you could buy a one-pound Hershey Kiss in the gift shop. And I did. And Ricky would be proud of me. It didn't make it to the next city. Good.
3: <laughs> Good work, this kid. A,
2: this, <laughs> this is Saturday Suckage. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. All right, before we get out of here, I love this. I think it's way cool. <clears throat> Saturday Suckage. This doesn't suck. It's ABC. <clears throat> it was on ABC. Boston College is playing Clemson. On the call is announcer Joe Tessitore. On the field for Boston College... It's his son, John
3: Tessitore. Mm. Aaron Boomeri on for the 40-yard field goal attempt. As they split out, Danny Dalton's a
1: fake. Tessitore is under center on 4-2, and he got him to come off sides.
3: John Tessitore came up and played quarterback at the last second, and they may get a first down out of this. How about that on 4th and 2? He has played every position growing up from prep quarterback, receiver. He's pulled off multiple takes. Defense with contact. Five yard penalty. He's also the first down. And he did it here. He split out the tight end, went under center, played quarterback, and drew Clemson offsides. Wow, what a great call. By Jeff Halfley, and I know you had to really grind on the week of prep to find out all the detailed history trying, about brother. John Tessitore, your I'm son. Trying. I know you're so proud of him, and what a huge play there from B.C.'s field goal unit.
2: That's great. I love that. That's a dad calling his sons thing and and his color guy giving him, yeah, you had to grind on getting all that background, <laughs> didn't you?
3: Tessitore!
2: Yeah! <laughs> Anyways, that's how we're... We're gonna send you all out. Um, Sweet. Hope you have a happy, safe Thanksgiving. Oh my God, Do we suck? you're not Do that I far suck? off. You're not that yeah. far off. Let's call it Halloween. <clears throat> we want to thank Rick Camp, the I'm Fat podcast. Trash Panda was here before that. Mark Gonzalez, our deluxe Chicago Tribune ball writer. Josh Nelson from Sox Machine was here. We want to thank everyone we listen, nobody called, so we want to thank you for your continued consistency. It's Lincoln Bay Club members, Saturday Suckage at its best, Chicago Sports Radio 670,
0: The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.